This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Congressman Dale Strong recently reacted to the comments that were made over in the U.S. Senate by Democrat Dick Durbin of Illinois. The presiding officer, my colleague from the state of Illinois, has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you are an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. Should we give them the chance? I think we should. Strong has now posted on social media saying that illegal aliens should be deported, not allowed to serve in the U.S. military. He also said that liberals want to reward those who are invading our country by giving them amnesty and VA benefits. Strong says he'll fight any type of proposal of this kind that comes to the U.S. House. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville has already decried Durbin's comments. Governor Ivey has awarded $46 million in grant money to various community service agencies across the state of Alabama. The Alabama Department of Economic and Community Affairs will be administering the grant money. It's all coming from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The goal of the money is to help low-income residents with heating bills during the cold of the winter months. This type of grant money will also be distributed for cooling expenses during the summer and high temperatures then. A $36 million lawsuit was filed on Monday by attorneys for the family of Jawan Dallas. Dallas had a confrontation with Mobile Police this past July during a burglary-in-progress call. Dallas resisted police and had to be tased two times. Hours later, he died. Attorneys for the mother and father of Dallas claim in the lawsuit that Dallas was illegally approached by officers and asked for identification and then tased and beaten to death. The Mobile City Council has released a statement in response to the comments that were made by attorney Harry Daniels during that press conference on Monday. The comments from the city council are breaking with tradition of not making public comments during pending litigation. The executive director of public safety, Robert Lasky, is taking issue with the comments made by Daniels and his implication that police approach Dallas without probable cause. Lasky is now going to release the 911 call transcripts to the public due to this false narrative. Lasky says those transcripts relay the description that's coming into the 911 dispatch and is then being relayed to police. And based on those descriptors given to police, they had probable cause to approach Dallas in his car. The man seen in cell phone videos swinging a folded chair during the riverfront brawl in Montgomery this past summer has now entered a guilty plea for disorderly conduct. Reggie Ray entered the plea this week. He's been ordered to perform community service for his actions. Ray is the last to enter a plea in this case. Four boaters entered guilty pleas already and received various sentences. A member of the Birmingham Waterworks Board is suing the utility he, on which he serves as a board member. Dr. George Munkus said in the lawsuit that the Birmingham Waterworks is violating the Open Records Act by not giving out more details about its operations and legal invoices. Munkus says he requested this information as a board member, but was denied it by the general manager, Michael Johnson. Munkus says this lack of data is limiting to board members who are tasked with overseeing the utility. 
Acusa County man is convicted of stealing money from the U.S. military. 52-year-old Steve Bonner was charged along with nine other defendants in this operation. The group stole millions of dollars of military property from the Anniston Army Depot. U.S. Attorney Prim Escalona is the one who has charged Bonner with acting as a middleman who arranged for the sale and delivery of the stolen property. The nine others involved in the operation have already entered guilty pleas to the various charges coming from Escalona. A large meteor shower is going to be visible in the state of Alabama this week. The Geminids will be on display this coming Wednesday night to Thursday morning with 150 visible meteors to appear in the sky. The best time to look for those meteor showers would be anytime after 7.30 p.m. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the U.S. Supreme Court has refused to take up two separate cases, but they did choose to relist three cases involving January 6th protesters. The first case that was rejected comes from Washington State and has to do with a state law that forbids licensed therapists from practicing conversion therapy on minors who have gender dysphoria. The case was being brought against the state by a licensed counselor, Brian Tingley, who claims that the law is a violation of the First Amendment. The second case that was declined by the Supreme Court involves Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who was seeking to intervene in a case against the U.S. government regarding their pressure of social media companies to censor speech regarding the COVID-19 virus or vaccine or mask mandate. The case is called Murthy v. Missouri, and it will be argued later on in time before the Supreme Court. Kennedy was filing a motion that would have combined his case with this one, but the Supreme Court declined to do so. When it comes to riot prosecutions against three men who were in the Capitol on January 6th, the Supreme Court did relist those petitions so they will be considered sometime next year. The justices were going to determine whether or not to take up those three cases at a conference meeting this past November. That meeting was delayed by the death of former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. Conservative legal analyst Julie Kelly told Newsweek that the relisting of these three cases is usually a good sign for those petitioning the Supreme Court. The U.S. House will be having a vote showdown this week between two competing bills that renew the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, known as FISA, but in one case, there's more severe changes made. The Protect Liberty and End Warrantless Surveillance Act will require a warrant to be obtained before any American is spied on or surveilled through the program. The bill also prohibits law enforcement and intelligence agencies from purchasing private data that belongs to Americans from various data brokers. The bill also sets up penalties for those within the FBI who abuse the Section 702 database with illegal searches. The House Judiciary Committee is offering this particular bill. Committee Chairman Jim Jordan maintains that the changes are absolutely necessary. There are 204,000 reasons why Republicans will oppose FISA reauthorization in its current form. 204,000 times the FBI improperly searched the 702 database. And unlike the FBI censorship, In the court's opinion, that was focused on conservatives. The FBI's illegal scrutiny wasn't just limited to conservatives. BLM supporters were illegally scrutinized by the FBI as well. And I hope our Democrat friends will join us in opposing reauthorization of Section 702 the way it's currently done. And I think they will. And I hope, and I hope they will work with us in the appropriations process to stop the weaponization of the government against the American people and in this double standard that exists now in our justice system. The second bill comes from the House Intelligence Committee and only continues the status quo by reauthorizing the use of FISA by the FBI and other government agencies with no alterations to that process. Whichever bill 
gets the most votes will prevail in the U.S. House. The Attorney General for the state of Missouri announced this week that he's launching an investigation into Media Matters. AG Andrew Bailey says that Media Matters for America is a nonprofit that has been fraudulently soliciting donations from those within his state after it already published a manipulated report about ads being shown on social media platform X that's associated with white supremacists. This report from Media Matters has caused many advertisers to pull their financial support and sponsorship of X social media. Bailey says the leftist Media Matters is trying to kill a venue for free speech because it cannot control the content and that they could be violating consumer protection laws as well as violating fundraising laws surrounding how a nonprofit organization operates. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson announced similar plans to investigate Media Matters at the end of November, and Elon Musk, the CEO of X, promised a thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters just about a month ago. He talked more about the lawsuit this past weekend while he was on his own social media platform. Yeah, Media Matters is an evil propaganda machine. Um, so I, I just generally uh, am against evil propaganda machines, and uh, so we are suing them in every country that they operate. And we will, we will pursue not just the organization, but anyone funding that organization. I want to be clear about that. Anyone funding that organization, uh, will be, we will pursue them. Speaking of media, mainstream or alternative, there's a familiar face getting back into the game. Tucker Carlson has been getting more eyes and ears on his Twitter-based interviews than when he was on the Fox News Network. And now Carlson announced further expansion into media with the Tucker Carlson Network, which will be a video subscription service online. They told you the guys torching Wendy's in 2020 were mostly peaceful. They said that masks worked. They told you the vax was safe. They tried to convince you that Russia blew up its own pipeline. The corporate media lied too much and it killed them. Carlson will still continue to offer interviews on the X social media platform. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 